Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 126. We have now done as many episodes as the space shuttle mission to the International Space Station that fixed the Solar Alpha Joint Array and also brought with it the first ever cow embryos in space. Space cows. Well, yeah. Well, space cow babies. Well, but they grow up, right? Well, that was exactly what the test was to find out. And the answer is, I don't know. I didn't didn't follow up on it. <laughs> Speaking of space journeys that uh, by things too young to fully appreciate them, this week we're talking about the second half, the the end of Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. You can get this audiobook if you'd like to listen to it, and it's a good audiobook with some talented voice actors and everything. You can get all get it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. And if you go to that address and sign up for the trial, you can get an audiobook like this one totally free, and you support our show. And I know you've heard us mention this a bunch of times, but this is... A, book that's totally worth actually recommending so if you've been waiting to figure out which what the right book was this might be it yeah and the author himself says audiobook is the best way to consume this literature over printed word and over the movie he likes it best in an audiobook yeah but so. that's because he's one of those short-sighted science fiction writers clearly the best way to enjoy this book will be when it's beamed directly into your skull <laughs> i am your host my name is alex falcone you can follow me on twitter at alex underscore falcone and uh I have a very good panel with me today. First up in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. Hey, Alex. Uh, like plants, I'm also indifferent to gravity. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Seattle, Washington. It's Chris Smith. Like space cows, I'm constantly looking, looking for space grass. <laughs> <laughs> to space graze on. Isn't it just AstroTurf? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AstroTurf. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Oh, that was Sir. too good. Also joining us again this week at Allison Fields on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. It's Allison Fields. Space joke. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for Chris to summarize the second half of this book. Chris, would you please do so in the style of a history book written by a 12-year-old girl? <laughs> it sounded like you were tickled and also that you were eating something and not expecting to laugh at that moment. You got that. You got it so right on the nose. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, go for it. Ender's Game, Volume 2. Ender is at Battle School, which is a big wheel in space where little kids fight each other and play space laser tag. Ender is better than everyone and younger and better than anyone has ever been before. So he gets his own army called Dragon Army. Sight footnote here. But uh, the teachers keep stacking the deck against Dragon Army, Ender and Bean. And, and Ender is so much awesomer than everyone that he just gets it done. Like, people up against his gate gets it done. Outnumbered two to one, gets it done. Fighting in the dark, gets it done. It's just he he gets it done in the dark. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they grow up so fast. They do, they do. But you know what? He's winning all the time. He's the best soldier in the history of battle school. But is he happy? No, he's not happy. <laughs> Additionally, there are people who want to kill him, like his first commander, Bonzo, this Spanish guy who got insulted by Ender, and uh, and so he tries to kill him. 
Anyway, after that, the teachers graduate Ender from battle school because nobody could get more awesomer than him, and they go to command school, which is on some weird burned-out asteroid near the sun, except he's he's not really in command school. And Ender beats all the video games, and then it turns out that the last level of the video game was the Bugger Homeworld, and it's this big suicide mission, and they beat it, and he's like, okay, now I'm ready for the battle. And Mazer goes, that was the battle. Surprise! the battle the whole time. That's right. Now, all of the buggers are dead. You completely killed an entire race of aliens. <laughs> a multi-planet race of sentient beings. <laughs> yep. Hey, good job. High fives. Pack of fives all around. <laughs> and uh, and then after a little bit of denouement, in which Ender feels bad, and then some weird hokey Civil War thing happens that's not really well described, Ender and his sister Valentine from <laughs> Earth go off to colonize and explore new worlds at the forefront of humanity. Ta-da! <laughs> Alex, how far did you get? Like, what was your stopping point? Well, let, this is a good time to to say this. So the one request, really, that we got from, except for the implied uh, request that we hate the book, the one request from the sponsor of today's episode was that we don't finish the book. And since you had all already read the book, it was up to me to not finish it. But here's what happened. Uh, I, I put <laughs> 20 tracks of author commentary. Exactly. I put the whole thing on my iPod and I intentionally left the last track off the iPod because I assumed that <laughs> I could not possibly accidentally listen to the end. And then the book ends and then there are there's an entire disc plus of the author talking about the 25th anniversary of this book. So I can tell you honestly, I do not know how the postscript ends, but I... <laughs> But I definitely got the ending of the book. And I'm sorry. It's I really did try. Because I, I knew I couldn't trust myself. So I had to leave it off there. I blew it. I'm so sorry. Wait. Why didn't he want you to finish it? Because it's very funny to not end Ender's game. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, so, no, no. I think I... <laughs> no refunds. Okay. That's, that's the important thing to know. Actually, this does get me per- conveniently. This transitions nicely into my compliment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open with the compliments, if that's all right with you, Allison. Oh yeah, please. You can you can be the last compliment in the first round. So it's the compliment sandwich. We like to start and end with a compliment. Uh, it's how we feel like fair and legitimate criticism. Here's mine. Uh, so the buggers won, and I only know that because I got to the very end of the book. But the buggers totally won the war because because Ender should have known by now that you can kill people. But the only way to really win is what's known as bigger man spite. <laughs> and the Hive Queen has bigger man spite in spades. Because after, like, there is, like, a queen hibernating on this planet at the very, very end of the book. And Ender finds it, and she can put into his brain not only that it hurt when he killed all of her people, but that she's totally forgiven him for it. Check and mate, Ender. <laughs> this is why Jesus beat the Romans, is what you're saying? Are th- how many Romans are there? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, plenty. there's Rome. Rome's so one of the lot. world's biggest cities. How many Jesuses are there? None. Well, uh, this is my point, though, right? Like, it doesn't matter how many Romans and how many Jesuses there are. It's that you can't beat bigger man spite. Good job, buggers, for winning that war. The hard way, yeah. <laughs> Definitely the hard way. I mean, not like they're not gonna be writing about the victory dance or anything. It's not. Well, it's not like a yubnub anywhere. but ender wrote the history of him right like he published the book and all the humans felt bad like she made every human feel guilty for having done it i like how the hive queen the hive queen's like goals are pretty much just like your mom's goals you know (laughs) (laughs) just i don't care what happens to me but you should feel bad my mom's a wonderful person i don't know why you used used her in this example actually that was the everyone mom okay (laughs) 
the, edi- the editorial mom. Yeah, the, the royal mom. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, next compliment goes to Chris. So Mazer Rackham, the, uh, the old guy, um, he's kind of like Drunken Master. He's this old guy who just sits peacefully in Ender's little bedroom thing when he first meets him. And then, like, Ender's like, what the fuck? And a whole day goes by, and then Ender, like, reaches out, and then Mazerakum kicks his ass and is all like, you will learn the ways. And, like, it was awesome. I don't know. I thought it it was so kung fu, man. My favorite part of him was, like, so Ender ignores him, ignores ignores him. He kicks Ender's ass. And then he says, great, now I understand, like, how this all works. You won't have to ever fight me again. And then the old man is leaving, and Ender just kicks his ass from behind. Yeah, drop kicks him in the back. Oh, it's so, like... Full and he's, like, 60, 65. That's the You're beautiful like, thing of the what? lesson the, the drunk old man just taught him was, like... That was some good smaller man spite, I think, is what we found out. <laughs> <laughs> just straight hand-to-hand combat, or, in this case, foot-to-back. <laughs> foot-to-back combat. Yeah. That's the best kind of combat. And you gotta realize, too, like, fighting with Ender is a dangerous thing, because he kicked a kid in the nuts so hard that kid died. I mean, <laughs> I would not pick That's a fight true. with this guy. I actually went back and listened to that fight again just to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> because as far as I know, it's really difficult to kick a guy in the nuts so hard that he dies. Okay, I mean, here's the thing. It's a, yes, hilarious, hilarious image kicking a guy in the nuts so hard he dies. But... <laughs> What What's was, the problem with it? Yeah. What's not funny about it? What are you going to do, rain on our yeah. parade now, Ezra? Well, I'm just saying, I, I don't want to <laughs> glorify, you know, nut kicking too much. The thing is, what, how he actually dies, he, like, smashed, like, the guy's, like, nose, like, up into his brain. Way near the end, he says, I think I killed that, I, I killed Bonzo. I, th- I smashed his nose back into his brain. That's what I think happened. Right. Oh, okay. But this is Ender's speculation. I was there when he did it. And it was the nut kick that killed him. Is the nut kick <laughs> is the nut shot heard around the world? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, maybe he kicked his nuts so hard that the nuts went into his brain. That's why I was thinking. Also, that's why I was, I was visualizing it. Oh, he's just like spitting up his own blood in pubes. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's nothing not funny about this, Ezra. What's wrong? With you? <laughs> Yeah, Ezra, way to be a downer. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, like, desensitized. Like, maybe I've, like, already laughed a lot about this, and I just, it's not <laughs> funny anymore. You know, it's, like, the first time, the second time, the third time, it's funny. Sure. The fifth time, sixth time, seventh time, yes, still funny. Eighth read... time, ninth time, tenth time, yes, funny. But the twelfth time, maybe. Starting to wear on you. Starting to wear on me. I mean, also, on, it's hard to believe. Like, for me, like, it's the, the humor of unreality. Like, it's a cartoon thing. Like, I think you could kick Yosemite Sam in the nuts so hard that he dies. <laughs> what did he do to you specifically that would warrant this? He lit my buns on fire. <laughs> or my, my biscuits. His No, his biscuits are burning. Yours should be fine. He's, Everyone's biscuits are burning. He's a, okay. he's a vengeful asshole, Ezra. He <laughs> lit my biscuits on fire as well. <laughs> okay, so he deserves to be kicked to death by, you know, through the nuts. Because he's a bun arsonist, is yes. what you're saying. A barsonist, as we call it. <laughs> a serial bun ar- arsonist. <laughs> yes. Chris, you're done. Ezra, yeah. compliment. But but I will say this. Um, so I was actually listening to this um, at work. Um, it was otherwise a very tough day at work. And it was kind of nice to um, have Ender give me this great feeling of just, like, epic struggle. You know? It was like, oh, yeah, this spreadsheet is tough. Like, Ender's struggle against the buggers and, like, <laughs> graph was tough. 
yeah, I feel validated and like I can overcome, like Ever- Ender can overcome. I'm gonna kick this spreadsheet in the nuts until it dies. Cell <laughs> <laughs> A9 is down, Ezra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some nuts and and foot. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Army, pivot table yourself. The enemy's gate is down. <laughs> that is fun. I like your job, too. All right, Allison, (laughs) your major compliment. You guys, I... (laughs) It's to us. Sorry. We are. Never tell you a story. (laughs) Um, I wasn't feeling this so much. The second half? Yeah, I don't know. It was, like, too somber for me. Interesting. I don't know what I'd say. He, like, went from being the Ash Ketchum of space to, like, the wrestler. (laughs) Two chapters. Or just like his, the Mickey Rourke. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. yeah, the Mickey Rourke. His daughter shows up in the bar and it's like doesn't recognize him. It's just a downer, man. I guess I do really like someone dying from getting kicked in the nuts. I mean, you're, sorry, Ezra. You're totally screwed up this compliment, but uh... I guess I really liked um, Valentine's voice over a person, even though she wasn't a chola. Like, <laughs> she made everything like so dramatic and depressing. Yeah, like she could be reading a cereal box and make it depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Nutritional value. She's the one hundred calories. <laughs> Start your day with it. Serving suggestion: blueberries, not actual size. <laughs> Contents may settle. <laughs> <laughs> if we never meet, that would be the saddest thing I know. All right, guys, it's time now for our more natural segment, the uh, the hate segment. We were originally going to go back and do more compliments because that's what we felt like from last week. But it seems as though 75% of the show has decided that this half of the book wasn't quite as good. And so we're going to do a normal segment. Uh, this week our game is called uh, Patty Hate, Patty Hate, uh, Baker's Men. Uh, Baker Hate entirely in rhymes, but uh, absolutely not clapping. Today's hate game name was brought to, brought to us by Christopher Ames, who... Uh, sent us over 100 pun names for hate games. Bill Cernansky, someone is coming after your job, <laughs> and someone may have outdone you for free time and, and pun ability. Just so you know. Using the word hate. There is a lot in here. So now the, the problem is the game gets harder every time someone plays it, right? So the next person who sends us a list is going to have to not only come up with a lot, but ones that are not on this list of 100. 100 so, anyway, Patty Hate is the first one. That's my favorite one on there. So, we're going to go with that. So, in any order, we're going to do Hates. Ezra, as you wish. Actually, can I play defense? I was, was going to say, if you'd like to play D, you can. Awesome. I don't know how okay. that'll go. Defense. Go for it. Uh, I have a rhyming hate. <laughs> Watching video games is kind of a drag. I wish that he had stuck with laser tag. <laughs> Definitely. The, the, the simulator is less good than the laser tag arena. Oh, I was just going to say, Ez, what do you got? Ez, do you turn to block? Do I have to rhyme block also? No. <laughs> nor, nor are we actually going to rhyme most of our hates. That was a good effort. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad how that, that conceit of the game lasted all of half of a turn. I think I can do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, you're going to keep rhyming, but Ezra's not going to have to on defense. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. cool. It's like like goalies can use their hands, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so Chris, your issue is that 
you didn't like watching someone else play video games? Yeah, and I mean, it's just not as much fun, and it didn't require any growth from the character. Okay, you're right. Okay, Thank but you. I think again, the issue great is... block, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> the issue is you're comparing it against the first half of the book, which was fantastic. Instead, compare it against anything else we've read. So, also, watch someone play video games or hang out with Bella for five minutes. I think that's a false paradigm because good books should get better as you reach the climax. Mm-hmm. Wait, you don't get to defense my defense. What? <laughs> Your turn is over. All right, well let me let me D get because my uh, my my hate. I mean the whole the whole story about like P, uh, about Peter and Valentine is is ridiculous. You, you still don't like uh, Perez Hilton getting famous and taking over the world? <laughs> Still a little bothered by that. Yeah, can't imagine why. Yeah, because because you have you've tried to take over the world through the internet and you haven't yet. No, I have tried to take over a small corner of the internet from the internet, and that's not even possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you are you a cat? No. <laughs> there is your problem. Neither was Peter and Valent. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. Maybe they were cats. Maybe the whole time Peter was a cat. <laughs> So your your That's first why child killed is a, a psychopathic cat. That's like a mean cat. Yeah. Cats kill squirrels all the time, and you think they might be having fun doing it. Oh, yeah. So no, that totally fits. Yeah, your first child is a, a psychopathic cat. Your second child is a nice cat, and your third child is a military genius. Yeah, that's how it works when you that's have birth order a litter. Right there. Yeah. Wait, so the first cat knocks everything off counters. Mm-hmm. The second cat <laughs> sleeps a lot on your lap. Mm-hmm. Maybe hops into boxes also. <laughs> yeah, and the third cat leads an army of starships. Yes. That's great. Yes. Yeah, perfect. You're not wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Defense. Defense. <laughs> Wait, no clapping. Oh, right, we did promise no clapping. Yes, I get a point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, another hate. Allison, a rhyming hate from you, please. <clears throat> Swimming with your sister is super weird. And Ender's too young to grow a beard. <laughs> Did you think their relationship was bordering on the flowers in the attic? The grossest. Yeah. It's so gross. I was so over it. Yeah. Like, who the fuck swims with their sister? <laughs> well, here's the weird part. Did you notice when they were hanging out, and then she gets off the raft to swim it back, and there's this line of, I could tell from his uneven breathing that he wasn't sleeping. It's so but weird. But I couldn't tell exactly what he was doing. I think I was like, if we had done anything last week besides flowers in the attic, I would not have had such a problem with this. But maybe just because for the podcast, like, I'm tuned into it, I was like, there is some sexual tension here, and I'm not comfortable with it. I think yeah. your incest star is, like, tuned up way too high. I agree. I'm <laughs> telling you that it is, but it still made me made it a little creepy for me. And also, Allison had it, and she did not watch that movie with us. No, I did not. I don't, Allison, I don't know what's happening with you, then, that, that you'd be so aware of this. Y- you didn't feel it? No, but I came off of Flowers in the Attic, so <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> you can't be trusted, either. I can't, not, never, never trust me. It matters the sexual things? No. All right, uh, so here's, here's another hate from me. He gets in the shower after he's been in a fight, and Ender is like, it's a good thing this drinking water is going to, this is going to get recycled into drinking water so the other kids can taste my sweat. Space is gross. Yeah. I mean, it's also dinosaur sweat, though, so. What? Why? What? When were well, dinosaurs? it's the same water that we've been using over and over again. So is dinosaur sweat before. Well, but uh, no. Yeah, that's how recycling works. Well, no, it gets, you know, it gets evaporated. Yeah, it's not the same water. Precipitation. Yeah, but it's not the same water anymore because it's been evaporated and then precipitated. But it's still, it's still the same like H2O molecules. 
dinosaur sweat. Dinosaurs kicked each other in the nuts until they died. Do dinosaurs? <laughs> no, dinosaurs don't have sweat glands. Nor do they have nuts. When have you seen them, Chris? I've seen a lot of dinosaurs in museums, and I've never seen a sweat gland or a nut hanging from either of them. Lizards don't have sweat glands. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the inside. <laughs> like, I'm going to become an archaeologist and look for dinosaur nuts, specifically. <laughs> They're there. Every rock you find that's slightly rounded. <laughs> I found one. Hey, so so just to, just because I wanted to add some science to our program, because we we do, we know that birds evolved from dinosaurs, right? They're not really lizards; they're mostly birds, right? We do know that. So yeah. if you do a Google search for bird testicles, the first thing you'll find is a Yahoo Answers that uh, says, "While male birds do have testicles, uh, unlike mammals, it's all on the inside." Okay. So you mm-hmm. can't you can't kick my internal nuts until I die. Can. And well, well <laughs> you can punch somebody in the kidneys. Can uh, you punch? The great thing is, uh, Google, I typed in, do dinosaurs have? And the first thing that came up was balls. <laughs> Everyone's wondering. It's trending. <laughs> do dinosaurs have scrotums? Top answer. For obvious reasons, we get more bones and teeth fossils than scrotums. <laughs> Wait, what's the obvious answer? Be- because there's not bone in them. The follow-up question, why aren't they made out of bone? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you think that I can't answer what? Yeah, point for me. (laughs) What? Why don't testicles have more bones in them? (laughs) The other thing that kind of bothered me about this was I just don't, like, after all of this happened, I was like, I just don't buy that there's not a smarter adult somewhere in the world. (laughs) No, their thinking wasn't flexible enough. Yeah, you know what? Don't buy that for a fucking second. Like, even in this setting, I think more of these kids would be crying all the time and pooping in their spacesuits. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you're right. I think just, like, in Nashville Fleet had, like, a whole bunch of graham crackers and some blankets. And they're like, well, shit, we really can't outfit an army with this, can we? Wait a second. Wait a second. Nap time. This ad was required, but not approved by Audible. Hey guys, the uh, Audible ads haven't been that successful lately, so I decided to sell our ad space. Isn't that going to dilute our podcast? Hey, just as long as our new sponsors meet our stringent standards for quality, I'm all for it. Oh, well... This ad was not required or approved by Alex. Are you tired of things on Twitter? Man, I've already seen this celebrity penis. It's time for a fresh take. Wow, this celebrity penis is giving a lecture on transcendentalism. Thank you for joining my TED Talk. As Ashton Kutcher's penis, people think I don't fully understand the works of Emerson and Thoreau. Follow at Allison Fields on Twitter, your one-stop shop for intelligent conversation from celebrity penises. Hey, how much did we make on that? A dollar. Thanks, Allison. Yep. And how much did the celebrity penis voice actor cost? Uh, 1500 but it was worth it, right? You could really hear the balls when he said Thoreau. So our net gain for that ad sale was negative $1,499. More like negative $500,000. Ashton Kutcher's penis is soon as for defamation of character. $500,000 seems like a lot for saying a penis gave a TED Talk on Thoreau. The people who run Thoreau's estates weren't really that happy about it either. Moreover, it's clear that Ashton Kutcher's penis completely misunderstood the tenets of civil disobedience. So, so all in all, it was a mixed bag. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. We need 20,000 people to sign up or we'll be more screwed than Queen Latifah's penis. We just got sued again. Make that 40,000 people.
we have another special guest with us today. Uh, you may remember her from some earlier episodes of the show. This is Lisa B***. And what, what you may not know about Lisa B***, that during her, uh, her time in college, she was studying uh, child psychology and wrote a paper about Ender's Game for which she received a very good grade. <laughs> and yeah. uh, which making her an expert on childhood development as it relates to Ender's Game. So we brought her on to ask her some questions as our childhood development expert. Mostly about the, the way these sorts of things would affect Ender, and uh, and and his whether or not she thinks this is a great good way to raise children in the future. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Lisa, thanks for joining us. Yeah, great to be here. Awesome. Uh, so let me just start out with the obvious question, which is, uh, what do you think the psychological effects are on a young man of destroying a multi-planeted race of sentient and perfect and spiteful beings? Oh well, I think it might drive you into space. <laughs> Like, I think that's just really the only thing that could happen is well, that yeah. if you end up being the gen- like the reason for a genocide of sentient beings, mm-hmm. the only way to really cope with that would be to um, colonize one of their worlds. I think that's just a basic thing. But do you and do you think do you think while he's colonizing, do you think he's going to be upset yeah, maybe, yeah, sad, bummed, whatever. Well, you say. I think we're, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to be upset about it, but he's going to create like an imaginary friend and sort of have conversations with an egg. I like how I like how this response is. It, it, yeah, <laughs> is you're all like, no, this is what does happen. It's been tested. Um, yeah, and this is what happens: is that little boys then go into space to colonize planets and they talk to yes. eggs. Well, now, well, do you clearly. think that the talking to the egg is cathartic, or do you think he's talking to the egg because he feels like he doesn't well, deserve Earth? Oh, I I think it might be a little bit of both because when you talk to an egg, it's like new life, it's like possibility, and when you've ended all life, you just put in all your hope on this little egg, you know, you just like sit on it like Horton, and good things happen for Horton, so hopefully good things will happen <laughs> for Ender, you know. What well, I'm that's deep, Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> that is. All right. If I want to go back for a second, it sounded like you were suggesting that you don't think that the egg was actually thinking thoughts to Ender. You think that perhaps he was inventing the egg, that this is well, an imaginary see, egg. Plant. But everything we know about Ender is from books that he's already admitted that he's writing. So this all could be in Ender's head. Like none of it could have happened. Do you mean we have an unreliable narrator? I do mean that. That's that's exactly what I mean. That, that is my favorite part of any book. <laughs> the part that invalidates the entire rest it of the is. book. It is. None of it happens. I don't believe any of this. I th- well, he's clearly an insane guy. Here's, here's the question I have, Lisa. Okay. We, we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, but if your first child is a psychopath and your second child is a, you know, a saintly, like... A nice girl? Yeah, passing Valentine. Sure. Uh-huh, saintly saint. Okay. What can you really expect from the third child? Like, is this going to be the, the Goldilocks uh, middle ground, or what, what's going to happen, you know? Okay, so you have a sociopath, and then you have a goody two-shoes, like, mm-hmm. to the point that it's, like, disturbing. Mm-hmm. What is exactly. the middle child going to be? What's the third child? I think be? annoying. Don't you? Like, isn't the youngest child is going to be annoying? It's going to be like the baby, always wanting attention. I'm going to go save the world, but I'm going to go kill people. I mean, right. that's that's like attention-seeking behavior. So would, would you say that his genocide of the race of bug aliens was mostly a cry for help? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, even when he was doing it, he, he was kind of going, I'm not going to play by the rules. You know, like, and then he 
I'm going to blow up your planet. Like, that's a little yeah. kid. That's a little kid dealing with little kid stuff. Yeah, jealous that his brother and sister are blog celebrities. Here's a question from a discipline standpoint. Um, when your youngest child kills an entire race of aliens, how do you punish that? <laughs> I think it's like when he steals he steals gum, you make him march back into that planet and return them. <laughs> <laughs> or do you have yeah, to but... smoke all of the aliens until you're sick of smoking aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that one. That's good. I think you have to talk to an egg because like the flour sack, like you have to yeah, carry it oh, around right. and get, take you. care of it for a really long time, so you learn about what you did was wrong, and that it's you know just a little egg, so fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess you could also slap him with a ruler. Well, I guess he also he had to write an essay on it, though, didn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was that was his punishment. I will not commit genocide. I will not commit genocide. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that didn't work. Then they hit him with the ruler. Yeah, the ruler yeah. next. <laughs> now, Lisa, as as an expert in child uh, psychology and and you know uh, development in general. Mm-hmm. Um, how realistic do you think the portrayal of Ender's reaction to the news that he's blown up an entire race was? Because his reaction was three-day coma, wake up, dust mm-hmm. himself off, he's fine. He wasn't fine. Like, he was all holier than thou afterwards. He was kind of He kind was of bummed, at least. Again. He was not fine. Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, but no. he's also bummed that he couldn't play the... Also, he'd been yeah, bummed for a long time. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he's like but, really pissed that Skyrim is over for him. <laughs> Dude, there's so DLC. Good. DLC's on the way. Come on. Um, so, uh, Lisa, I want to ask you a question. Uh, we brought you on, as you remember, uh, for the Hunger Games recently. Yes, you did. Because we wanted to ask you questions about the effect of child psychology on killing a couple of people. Uh-huh. What do you think the difference is versus killing, say, three people or seven people or whatever it was for in Hunger Games versus a million bugs like where what is the is the rough equivalence in a child psychology mind between bugs and people well the thing is there's a million of them but it's like one hive mind so i don't so you think he doesn't get he only gets credit for killing a couple of them well like one right (laughs) i I, that's something i never understood because like what's the big deal he just killed one everybody's killed some well he also killed those other two people so i think he's more upset about killing the humans because he just killed it's one lady who had a lot yeah. of, like, different appendages. So I, I still think um, what's-her-name from the H- Hunger Games has a lot more blood on her hands than Ender. Well, okay, similar question then. Uh, who would win in a fight? Ender, <laughs> Wait, what's her from, name? From the Hunger Games. Katniss. 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 Ender, Katniss. Ender or right. Katniss, who wins right, in a it's fight? A root. Well, what do they have as weapons? a great question but uh so let, let's invent it so you're saying does katniss have a bow and does ender have an entire fleet of spaceships yes yes yeah, exactly. she has does, she, like seven arrows. does she have nuts yeah yeah because yeah that's the weakness she... that ender would exploit <laughs> i know who's gonna win that <laughs> okay so let's say let's do this then just just as an example let's give them both the best possible scenario so katniss has a bow and seven arrows and Ender okay. has, is seven years old and has an entire fleet of spaceships and his best commanders, which he can command from a small uh, desk somewhere um, in space. His jeesh. Please call it his jeesh. His jeesh? Ender has his jeesh. Yeah, that's what's called. Come on. Yeah. What? Um, what is called that? <laughs> his commander. I thought a jeesh was like a, a pesto cheesy bread. <laughs> <laughs> I think they use the word jeesh. They use the word jeesh in the later books, but that's what it is. 
Oh, sorry. Great. So he's got his. Oops. He's got his. Pesto cheesy bread. <laughs> he's got, so Ender has pesto cheesy bread, and Katniss has a bow. And, and I also get some of that. There. So who's gonna win? Um, I think I think Ender, because Katniss will always have weakness for men. Like two like love triangles, and Ender doesn't have any of that business. Fair enough. How about this then? Ender and Katniss produce three children. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would they do that? Because they're oh, the only okay. other person in the liter- literary world that understand each other. Are they still seven? So they have sex? <laughs> yeah, this is just well because of relativity. Darker both, and darker. Like, eight and a half. It's not even remotely ha- okay. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Ender when he kills everybody is like twelve, right? Yeah. 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 And how old yeah. is Katniss? And she was like 11? Uh, she was 13, I think, for the first Hunger Games. And she was like, she was like yeah, 16. Yeah, but by the end of it, she's like 15. 16, yeah. Okay, perfect. Ooh, so she like... got that preteen body. <laughs> <laughs> and they both, you know. You and... guys can't hear it, but I'm humping the air when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I would ever picture you saying that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh I think that Ender, because he's kind of broken, I think she would have cat. It would bring out Katniss's maternal instinct, and she would like, she would want to, you know, fix him. Have sex with him? Yeah, that's, well, this, that's what this you're fix him. That's not the only way to fix someone, Lisa. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> it works for most things. But but <laughs> this is this is your super glue and your duct tape, Alex. <laughs> not just have sex with, reproduce with Ender. That will fix him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's what I think would happen. That's what I'm saying. That's what she would think, because that would be her instinct as a fellow okay. killer from young adult <laughs> fantasy. She sounds like she would fake a lot of pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not actually pregnant with Ender's child. She's just pretending. Yeah. To just, see what kind of father he would be. Yes, just. She'd be like, I yeah. think I'm having puppies than <laughs> yours. <laughs> and to see if he'd man up and yeah. Like, yeah. take responsibility for this. <laughs> I think that Ender would man man up, no matter how psychologically disturbed he would be. He would still yeah, but he would be like a little bitch about it too. <laughs> well, but he's like, oh, can I nap before the baby comes? <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, a uh, child psychologist, uh, thank you so much for joining us again and helping us through yes. this difficult trouble. Yeah, well, I hope you guys figure it out. I think we will, and if we ever have another book in which a child is forced to kill people, we will call you <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, please ask. I, I know tons, that? tons about killer children. Lisa is the only guest we've ever had that has already read every single thing we've asked her to come on the show for. <laughs> I did not read LA Candy. I will tell you that. <laughs> I <have> okay. All right, it's time for the other half of our compliment sandwich. For this time, we are going to go in the reverse order that we went at the beginning. So, Allison, what is your minor compliment? Oh, Jesus. Um, what about him? Um, yeah, because remember I had a hard time thinking of the first one? Yeah. I... And you've been spending all this time thinking about your next one, right? Yeah, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Slash Queen Latifah's dick. Um, I... <laughs> I kind of like the idea of all the fights being recorded and being being able to watch that. Oh, you mean everybody's watching? Yeah, I like I the Olympics. Cool. Like I want to watch rewatch all the fights. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see them once. Yeah. Man, I didn't realize until you just said that, but I am super excited for a movie of this. <laughs> the zero, yeah, the zero No, it looks, it looks good. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. I think that the highlight reel actually with some, some commentary would be really fun. Like, it's like, no, you see what Ender's doing here? He's like, he's like little like drawing on the on the screen, sure. like diagram thing, like football. It's like he's gonna break left and then tie himself with a rope to to the star, and then kick some guy in the balls until he dies. <laughs> the balls go here and here. <laughs> Tweet. That is a flag. It turns out not allowed in match play. <laughs> All right. Uh, so continuing backwards, Ezra. I like how they kept on making the game harder and harder and harder for Ender. Because um, I like the idea that maybe at some point they just, you know, maybe put him in like one of those sumo suits, which is like really <laughs> tough to move around. Of <laughs> 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 a, a floating army of of, got, of little kids in sumo suits uh, taking on like you know all comers. I think that's gonna be really entertaining. Oh, when I am rich, I want to have a birthday party where we do the sumo suits in outer space. Oh man, that would be fun, right? Push me yep. towards them. 2024. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, it would be delightful. All right, Chris, what is your major com- minor compliment? Uh, my minor compliment is, um, I guess, because the first, if you think of it in thirds, the first part of the second half was still the laser tag parts, mm-hmm. and that was excellent. And I like that Ender used people's bodies as shields and as wraths. So what he did was, yeah. like, you know, because he knew that they were in traps, so he, like, froze a dude and then, like, bent him at an angle and then used them like a sled slash shield. Yeah. And I would just love that in combat if, like, you know, people did that in other situations. Or, like, you know, if you thought of this in spaceships, they'd, like, totally disable a spaceship and build up a stack of spaceships to protect <laughs> the one good spaceship from all of the missiles or whatever. You know, it just has some weird, humorous things. And, like, when they build a wall of dudes, they just, like, tie together people's arms and stuff to build, like, this weird, like, boy <laughs> wall. Ever... That... <laughs> this reminds me so much of playing non-competitive soccer as a kid. Every team always had this super nerdy kid who would invent plays for the soccer team. Oh, really? So when I was, like, six, we had this kid named Mohib on our team. And Mohib uh, was such a dork. And he had this idea that we should all make a big circle around the one guy with the ball and, like, link arms and then march down the field because no one could get to the ball and then just walk in, Did it work? into the goal. I, I don't know. We never tried it. Uh, <laughs> we just gave him a swirly and went back to playing soccer. I mean, theoretically, that's not a terrible <laughs> idea, but there's no way that could actually work. I'm sure that like, if it worked, somebody would have tried it, and it would have been outlawed by now. Yeah. Well, it could work <laughs> once, maybe. <laughs> All right, my minor compliment yeah. is this. Uh there, there was one moment about the future that I didn't even know I was hoping for, but I'm so excited about. <laughs> when they went and visited the spaceport, he referred to seeing the helicopters, planes, and dirigibles take off. We're bringing back dirigibles, guys! It's all you've ever wanted. <laughs> I love dirigibles. How fun is that? They're so peaceful. Is it's that like a fruit it's snack? True. Yes, it's the best. Dirigibles. <laughs> <laughs> Dirige your mouth. Is it like pesto, pesto cheesy it's bread? Just, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a pesto flavored fruit chew gusher. <laughs> you just get a squirt you of pesto like, when you chew on it. It goes right in your mouth. You can ride them in the space. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it's like the basil plant came into your mouth. That's what that's like. <laughs> basil <And> cup. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Allison, your reaction was so Everybody's good. To that. 
Alright everybody, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week with a study of badness in television. I'll tell you more about it when we're here. That and more next week. <laughs> Please join us for that. We may have a very special guest. We may not. We may have an averagely special guest. I don't want to spoil anything by getting too excited about it. If you have any ideas of what we should talk about, always the best way to go. Read deshweep.com slash contact or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep. We would also love you to take a moment, if you would, this week, and go to iTunes, if you haven't already, and give us a rating. Give us some number of stars and some comments and some feedback there. Uh, we would just, we would love for the iTunes celebrities to know how, how cool we are if they're ever cruising by. So please do that for us. And that is it. Thank you. We will talk to you again next week. Also in March, we're going to reopen our sponsorship program, uh, I believe, briefly. So there are some interesting things afoot uh, coming up in March. Oh. Allison at Allison Fields on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me. It's been delightful. Yeah, you are you are a lot of fun. <laughs> and Chris and Ez, thanks for joining us as always. Hey, my pleasure. Of course. Excellent. We will see you everybody back here next week. Goodbye, everybody. I just want ten seconds because I just got a text from my girlfriend that it's snowing outside. I'm in a room with no windows, so I'm gonna go look at it. Yeah, you go for it while we're while we're right in. Cool. It's also snowing yep. here. It's fun. And it's just cloudy. Snow! Ah, snow! <laughs> Wait. Oh my god. <laughs>